Welcome to Know What I Mean. My name's George. My name's Oscar. Yeah, this was really cool. This was a really cool episode. Uh, it was. Uh, it got into a really nice flow. It felt like we could kind of weave in some interesting personal stuff into there. And it also felt very practical, actually. I think just talking mm. through it and, and trying to actually figure out, all right, so, you know, how does one deal with anxiety? How do we deal with anxiety? What is it? I really hope that you come away with a, a sense of something that you can do from this one, actually, because that mm. I feel more clear on that after recording. So mm. Mm. I totally agree with that. Like, I think it was a, a nice little nugget of, of information about this topic. And yeah, definitely talking through it helped me understand it as well. I, you had like a, a cool metaphor that you brought out at the end, which I thought really, really worked so well for it. So I hope you enjoy and I hope you get something out of it. Let's get into the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So the quote for this week is from Alan Watts, probably one of the most quoted people, I think, on this, uh, on this podcast. I'm and it goes as follows. One is a great deal less anxious if one feels perfectly free to be anxious. And I think this is a, a really important quote, like this, this concept that we're, we're talking about here is, is can have a really big impact on, on your life. It definitely has on mine. And I think really the, the core of it is basically when you do have a worry or a feeling of anxiety, it's just kind of accepting that because what can happen is you start to worry about something and then you kind of worry that you're worrying and that makes you more anxious and it can be this loop that continues. And really what this is, is the practice of just stopping that, stopping it getting carried away as you have these, you know, like an emotion of, of worry or anxiety arises, just noticing that and being like, yeah, that's going to happen. Sometimes I'm going to feel anxious. Sometimes I'm going to feel worried about things. And it just means that you can, you can really just let go of that and, and, and cut that off before it kind of spirals out of control. Yeah. It's, uh, ah, oh, I had something that I was just about to say. It's kind of, it's gone. I'm sure we'll get back to it. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't I won't. get anxious about it. Yeah, I won't do. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, you you say something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I love the the essence of this quote. I think it captures something really important, which is that so much of the suffering that comes with feeling anxious is feeling anxious about being anxious, like the lack of acceptance of the anxiety itself. It's, it's a really tricky one because, and we can talk about it in this episode, actually, the, the, it, there's quite a lot of stigma around being anxious, really. You know, obviously there's stigma around mental health, but I think actually just admitting to yourself or admitting to other people that you feel worried or that you feel upset about something you know, it is a sign of vulnerability. It's saying that, you yeah. know, I'm not, I'm not coping on in some way. I'm not able to cope with this situation. And that mm. can be really quite scary. I know mm. I feel like I'm quite a open person and that's a training and just being as honest as possible with people. 
And yet I do find myself feeling like I'm failing in some way if when I get anxious sometimes. You know, mm. I, I'll have a story running saying, oh, you know, and it will almost always come with the word should. You know, I mm. should, you know, I should feel another way. I shouldn't feel anxious. I, I, I should be able to cope with this. And it's really, um, yeah, it's really, I think even with training that, that does slip in as this mm. thing of if I feel anxious, I'm doing something wrong. I shouldn't, mm. I shouldn't feel anxious. I shouldn't need to feel anxious. I should just be able to accept this situation and yet mm -hmm. I can't and, and I feel really worried about it. And yeah. so in Buddhism, there's a talk of this thing called the, the second dart with suffering or say with anxiety, you've got the first art, which is just feeling anxious, just mm -hmm. like you, you're triggered by something and, and a sense of tension and tightness just comes up within the body. So that's the first art. But then we have this tendency of throwing a second dart, which is saying, mm. oh, I ought to not be feeling this. This is wrong. Yeah. This is a, this experience is wrong. I, I really shouldn't feel the way that I'm feeling right now. Mm. And that's, that's what we have control over is that second mm. dart. We can put in conditions, we can put in things in place to reduce mm. the likelihood that we feel anxious about things. But mm. ultimately it might just come up. You know, we might just, we might get triggered by something. We might feel anxious about something, but really where a lot of the control happens is, but how do I respond to my own anxiety about this situation? Am I going mm. to really, am I going to be free to be anxious? Am I going to yeah. say this, it's okay that I feel anxious. It is really, there is an okayness to it, even if it feels very tight and it feels very constricting, there can be this very thin layer of okayness around the whole experience which mm -hmm. is just holding it and i know you know everyone listening will will relate to the difference between feeling completely overwhelmed by anxiety mm -hmm. and feeling feeling anxious but that there is also a space of okayness around that anxiety mm. yeah and and how significant that difference actually is yeah because there can be times where you feel the same you know the same physical feeling of anxiety but say for example you've you're going to like a a theme park and you're feeling anxious as you're about to go on a ride you've put yourself in that situation and you're you know you wanted to go through this experience so you are feeling anxious and it is really the same feeling it's it like if you if you look within your body it's it's exactly the same like the physical feeling the only thing that's changed is the story around it. And sometimes it can be hard to separate those two things. We just think of them as, as all, all kind of molded together, but there really are two separate things, the sensations in the body, and then the, the story about the sensations and what those sensations mean. And that's an example of, you know, if you're, if you've put yourself in this situation, you can feel anxious, but you have no problem with it because you're also excited to go on this ride or whatever it is yeah it's, it's a nice example of when the narrative going alongside the feeling of anxiety is that oh this is welcome this is okay this is appropriate this is normal that i feel i feel tight and tense in the body i i suppose we we it might be good to clarify being that you know so much of this episode is around anxiety like what we're talking about like what What's anxiety actually referring to? Sometimes I say that I feel anxious and it is just a bodily, a bodily sensation. But often I, I say 
I feel anxious and it's sort of a it's a meeting of some sort of future projection like mental future projection which is then triggering a feeling of of tension in the body and I call that relationship anxiety you know mm -hmm. it's 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 a story there's some layer of story saying this is wrong this shouldn't be here this shouldn't be happening or what if this happens at some point and it's often very future oriented and then mm -hmm. in the body then it's like I feel very constricted by that so I wonder if maybe I, th I think it, it varies like what people are actually referring to when they say anxiety so mm. i'm kind of interested in that mm. yeah no it can be quite a, a broad thing but yeah I, i'm thinking of it as just that feeling and kind of i'm kind of using it interchangeably with worry really like if you're mm. kind of worrying about something well I, I guess with with worry it's usually more specific it's you know you're worrying about a, a particular thing happening mm. whereas anxiety mm. can be more of a general feeling that might be a little bit trickier to pinpoint exactly where it's coming from or it might be you know multiple things that are that are coming together yeah i think one of the one of the keys with this quote with just feeling free to be to be anxious or you know accepting that it's okay to feel how you're feeling one of the great things about this is compared to the alternative which is where you feel that it's not okay to be anxious and you start thinking about you know why you shouldn't be anxious and what happens is you can start to feel more anxiety but also you're getting further and further away from the actual initial cause so you'll get to this point where you're feeling anxious but you're so so many levels of abstraction and you've added so much complexity to this that it just feels like a complete mess and you're just feeling bad and it doesn't really seem to be connected to a particular stimulus or a particular thing that you're scared about it's just like this general mess of not feeling good and really from thinking about it anyway it seems to me that the way that this ball of kind of anxiety arises is from from a, just a tangle of feeling like i shouldn't feel this i shouldn't do this and and so much of it is your your internal judgments of yourself and how you shouldn't be feeling and everything. And it just gets further and further away from, you know, physical things of like, I'm feeling anxious because there's like an immediate threat right here. You know, that's really what that emotion is for, is for like, either there's something right now that's about bad that could potentially happen, or you're projecting, you know, if I continue doing this or, you know, this place could be dangerous, so makes sense to feel anxious. But a lot of what can happen now in our, you know, a society that's that's more complex and there's more more of our fears are abstract and, and constructed rather than like very real fears of like whether we're gonna eat tonight or whether we're gonna have shelter or whatever it is. And it just means that things just can just get too complex and, and just be really general and, and you hard to get to the bottom of. So I think that that's one thing with this practice of just accepting these moments of anxiety and just letting them go. And just whenever they come up, just, just letting them go. That is something which is helpful within the moment, but it's also helpful on a longer term because it really does help things stay more sorted in your mind and getting less confused, less carried away with all these like crazy thoughts that are connected to each other and and just 
you know just going away with it so it's it's really good to kind of cut those threads before they get all tangled up and and harder to sort through mm. i guess the tricky thing with anxiety is that it's often quite irrational even though it can you know i know in my experience it can it can feel like the thing that you're anxious about it makes sense you know am i gonna have enough work something like mm. that say mm. you know, that can on some level make sense but it's irrational in the sense that feeling anxious about it really isn't going to be the thing that changes it you know mm. it's, I, i'm not gonna i'm not actually gonna act i'm gonna feel debilitated by that experience i'm not gonna feel mm. like acting on it so it doesn't make sense on that level and i suppose you know for example i could imagine having you know feeling triggered by something having a sense of anxiety and really wanting to be okay with the fact that i feel anxious but because of that momentum of thinking of not okayness, this isn't okay, this shouldn't be happening. It's really difficult to not get kind of carried away by that. So the, the, the ways that I personally dealt with this in my life, because I've noticed this change hugely, like I get anxious regularly, but the, this quite really captures the significant change from a combination of just growing up and dealing with things differently naturally because of that. And then also my spiritual practice or just working with the mind and self-development. So connecting with just growing up, you know, and I'm, I'm quite curious to hear from people if, if people have this experience as well, because I just find it really interesting. I've noticed that I'm able to be more okay with being anxious purely from the fact that I have more data to go off. I have more experience of life. And that means that I've seen the cycles of anxiety so many times mm -hmm. that I know that they're impermanent. I know that Oh, like I feel anxious now, but later I'm not going to feel anxious. It is going to go. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I was younger, I, I felt I'd often have the story when I got anxious that, oh, I, this is just how I am now. Then I just get anxious in social situations. That's it. Oh, fucking hell. I fucked it. Like, that's it. You know, mm -hmm. whereas now I know that sometimes in social situations, I feel anxious. Other times I don't. And that's purely from the data. Like I literally just had that. I had this, I've had this experience the last few days. So I've been doing a job painting in a cafe and I was working alongside three electricians who were also working on site. And this isn't a big cafe. So it was, we were trying to kind of work around each other. And, and also like the, these are guys that work together as part of a team all the time. They're quite laddie and there was a lot of banter that they were having between themselves. Right. And add on the top of that, that they've got like really strong Northern accents. Like I think a couple of them are from Bolton maybe one from Manchester. So I couldn't quite understand what they were saying sometimes as well. <laughs> so there was this kind of banter and energy, which I like reminded me of school basically. And the way that I dealt with situations like that at school was that I would shut down and I'd become really quiet because I, I wouldn't know what to say and I wouldn't be able to keep up with the kind of banter. So I'd kind of shut down. And I noticed in this situation where I was working that the same response was happening. I was shutting down, I wasn't being social. And quite quickly, it was like I was being identified by these people as being someone quite quiet or someone a bit shy or awkward, right? Mm. So if that had happened three or four years ago, that would have been really bad for my sense of self and identity and my self-esteem because the story would have been, oh, I, I can't cope with this these social situations. I thought I was over this. I thought I was able to like get along with anyone and just chat with anyone. No, you know, like I've, I'm regressing, whatever. Right. But 
the last few days has just been like I felt more shy because I haven't felt I could keep up with the band side. I don't really know how to relate to the people that I'm with. Like I just struggled with that for the topics conversation, all that kind of stuff. But mm. it was like that's okay, you know. I, I can't get along with everyone, and mm. this is just for a few days. And I know in myself, like last night, I went out after this job where I was being quite quiet and just met a load of strangers for like a design event and was chatting to everyone. It's like I know that that's not me. It's not me to like be super shy and awkward. But that's mm. purely just because I've got enough data. I've seen these cycles enough times that mm. I'm now cool with. You know, this talks about anxiety. This quote, but I'm I'm okay with being shy. Sometimes mm. it's not that doesn't mean that that's who I am all the time. That's just mm. what happens sometimes, and there's more space around it, and it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Like I, you know, like I felt awkward. Yeah, it's just like well, fine. You know, it's uh, it's it's really not, and and that feels just. It's not purely experience because there is a a trait. There has been a training aspect in there for me, which I can talk about in a bit, but. I think largely just like growing up and seeing myself in enough different situations to know that I'm not just one thing. If mm-hmm. I get anxious, I'm not an anxious person. Mm-hmm. I'm just experiencing anxiety because yeah. I've been in so many situations where I haven't been anxious. So I I yeah. know that to not be true from the evidence. Yeah, you know, that's in- interesting as well. How you, how you just said it there of like you can be, you can experience anxiety or be anxious, but not be an anxious person. And mm. in, in hypnosis, they actually talk about this quite a lot of, um, you know, when say if someone's quitting smoking, a lot of what can be helpful is, is changing the, the language around it of like, people say like, oh, I'm a smoker, changing it to like, I used to smoke or whatever it is. It's very different when it's, you have your, your identity and then you have your behavior and those are two different mm. things. And that can really be quite damaging or, or very limiting when you do something you say you feel shy in a situation and then you add that label to yourself of like i am a shy person yeah and that can be quite damaging rather than Mm. just being more open to being different and experiencing the world in all sorts of different ways and just being like Mm. oh yeah i was feeling more shy then or i felt more confident here oh i felt this i felt Mm. that and and you mm. don't need to just make it this this big dramatic thing that especially with, like as a teenager you can do. I think you told a story as well when you had like a party where you just felt like super cool, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm the cool guy now. Like this is me forever. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna be like, yeah, yeah, like cool as shit wherever the fuck I go. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's it, and yeah. that definitely is some like a a more immature mindset of like, yeah, um, and it's something that we can still fall into. For sure you've, mm. you've still got to check yourself on it yeah that is quite a a funny one that you can fall into of like it's going to be like this forever and it really can yeah. feel like that when you're in a certain state definitely growing up and going through more of those experiences gives you more of an idea of like okay this is not just it like there's not always yeah. going to be like this i don't know where it's from but i think it might be a bible thing actually but it's and this too shall pass and that quote really is about that you have the positive and that will pass as well. And that's kind of a, a reason to really appreciate those positive moments. And the negative arises and that will pass as well. And that's a reason to to not freak out and feel like this is the rest of your life. And you really need to do it on, on both sides because what can happen is, is when you're feeling good, you know, kind of the inverse of this quote is when you're feeling in a really great mood, say you're feeling really confident, 
you can't try too hard to cling on to that mm. because that the act of trying to cling on to that and hold it is just going to make you not appreciate it and make it slip through your fingers and mm. really the wider context of this quote is about just really being there and and experiencing all the different things that you're going to experience the positives and the negatives and just not getting caught up in these these stories about like oh this is me i'm always going to be like this or whatever it is because that's where so much suffering can come from you can make yourself suffer from even the good parts of life when you do that because you feel the positive and then you start trying to cling on to it and then you know that makes you start feeling anxious about not being quite as cool as you were the last time and then you start to feel anxious and then you feel negative that you're feeling anxious and like it's just it's just this cycle of of, of not really accepting who you are being right now um mm. and you know you can still have things where you you maybe notice over over time rather than catastrophizing about one particular event but if you can notice over time like okay i'm i do seem to be quite shy in these sorts of situations you know you can do things like i'm definitely much more confident in social situations than i used to be and you know a lot of that is just from slightly pushing myself slightly pushing my comfort zone and that means that in general if you take all of it you know i feel more free in social situations than i used to and there's those two sides of it you can still work on these things but within that moment when you're feeling that anxiety or whatever it's so important to just accept that rather than running away with it and and browbeating yourself about feeling that yeah because that is what this quote is is about is not holding on too tightly to whatever you know mm. so if there's anxiety there then not gripping that and being like why is this here and like oh like no this should not be here and trying to force force it out trying to mm. either like it's very easy to start you know being dishonest with yourself about how you're really feeling even when you are feeling anxious you kind of mm -hmm. like there, like you know just like this isn't happening or trying to distract yourself out of it but like it, it's you know so in this it goes both ways in the sense of that so this quote particularly is about anxiety and not holding too tightly to anxiety when it comes along allowing it to to exist allowing yourself to, to experience anxiety which we can talk about kind of methods for that because i it's it is hard it's hard it's hard work but then also as you say like the opposite is true you know it's just like if you're feeling very charismatic say one evening you just all the, all the stars align and you just feel very very comfortable around people you're able to like conversations flowing like not holding on too tightly to that either you know giving that space and saying oh this is a you know this is a visitor it's a visitor it's not uh this isn't me now this is this is just you know this is a blessing this has just come along it'll be different tomorrow like enjoy it while it's there kind of thing and with the thing of noticing as time's gone on how like my perspective has changed on it you know and, and that thing of like being a teenager that experience which i'm sure is quite universal of i suppose because you you're changing so rapidly over such a short period of time and you're trying on so many different outfits in terms of identity you feel like it might one of them might just stick around like it's mm. oh that's it then and it's just permanent and there's a permanence to it whereas in time you notice that actually things are changing you know mm. it's much more in flux than it seems at that age right but that mm. that's definitely like quite hands-off in terms of 
haven't really done anything about that. That's just an insight that's come through age and mm. that's cool. But so it's, it's worth noting like the changes that can happen, but also like, there's not much you can do about it. It's just like, that's an insight that like, like if I met a teenager now or if a teenager was listening and this experience of feeling like of gripping tightly to identity, as soon as it comes along, either positively or negatively, if that's the mm -hmm. experience, I, the advice definitely wouldn't be like, don't do that, you know, because it's just like, okay, just, it's more just, okay, play with that, explore that and just see what happens basically in time. You know, mm. it's likely that that sort of dynamic will change naturally in time. That's fine. I think the, what's in the area of, yeah, as you said, like, I don't think it's a Bible thing, but yeah, the, the, this too shall pass thing. I did hear a story where that came from but anyway this too shall pass that that kind of segues quite nicely into something that is more deliberate i think mm. which is so this too shall pass is is well it's wisdom really it's seeing everything changes it's impermanence and and that really brings a lot of ease to whatever you're experiencing even if it is anxiety you've got anxiety you really say this too shall pass and it doesn't feel so threatening anymore you know mm. it's just it is a passing thing it's a passing experience and then but i i think like it's such a huge one really for me is becoming more in touch with the body and that's happened over a long period through meditation and just and quite uh, actively checking in with what's going on inside my body because anxiety for example like it's thought plus feeling so a lot of it happens in the body really you know you, you can have an anxious style of thought but if you're not experiencing anxiety in your body then it isn't anxiety you mm. know the, mm. the bodily sensation that's what makes it really and so how do you become familiar with the emotional landscape that's going on within and and that's really where that the space that we were kind of talking about earlier of having so I really do notice that. Say you can imagine like a, a kind of ball of anxiety in the stomach or in, I get it mainly in the chest. It's like, I really do think of it almost like that's kind of an orb. It's like a, this sphere of anxiety is quite like intense sensation. And when I become aware of it and I allow space around it, it is almost like there is, it's got breathing room. Like it, it can exist in a wider context. It's not like everything. It's not my mm. whole body. It's not my whole experience it's a fit it's an existing kind of entity and then there's space around that and that space is what makes it bearable and i i feel like that's that's the practice really is like you've got a strong sensation unpleasant sensation say so that's when you're going to remember to do this and can i just be aware of that sensation and I just be instead of because the, the natural mechanism is to want to turn away from it and want to do something else and want to try and either deceive yourself out of the sensation by just denying that it exists altogether or do something that's going to distract you strongly enough that it goes away by the time you look back at it like th those things don't really work so it's like coming actually into a relationship with this sensation and seeing if there's a possibility of allowing some space, some breathing room around it. And that's it. 
that's kind of the best that you can do. You know, there's there's a, a really nice saying from a Zen Buddhist teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh, which butchered the pronunciation, but that is the name, sort of. And, you know, he talks about you have to hold anxiety like a crying baby. You just, you hold it like a crying baby. And that's the sort of gentleness and receptivity that you need. You don't tell a baby like, shut up. Or like, you don't ignore the baby. You don't just leave, you know, you hold it and you just, you just do what you can, you know, you just, you're just receptive to it. And then at a certain mm. point, then the baby stopped crying, you know, and, and, and that's the attitude that needs to kind of come with it. I think. I think that's a very nice metaphor to move on to next quote with sweet this is a bit of a, a strange one it's a lot more um self-development e than the quote we've just done i think but it's good so this is another quote by james clear and it seems we've got a little <laughs> we've got our main guests who aren't aware of this podcast that yeah. come through yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Apparently, James Clear is, is one of them. So he wrote the book Atomic Habits, which I'm reading at the moment. And the quote is, three simple ways to get more of what you want in life. Number one, be kind and pleasant to others. Number two, ask for what you want. Number three, follow up. Nice. Well, that's yeah. quite a nice little practical one, actually. It's quite nice yeah. to do because normally we do like a, a quote. Or like, do you know what I mean? Like more of a, a particular, yeah. like a little bit of wisdom. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's interesting. It's yeah, it's a little, maybe a little bit more businessy. Um, but I think it's it will definitely kind of go into that area of well, just what kind of relationship do you want with how you act in the world? And I think this mm. like really covers like a lot of very well, just effective, very straightforward like tools that mm. will make things better. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy No I Mean podcast in general, it would be lovely if you could share it. And please do get in touch with any thoughts. If you've liked this episode, if you haven't, then we'd love to hear anyway. And you can chat to us through the No I Mean uh, Instagram, knowwhatimean.podcast. And you can email us, which is in the description for this episode. So thank you so much for listening. And... We shall see you next week. Peace.